Today on the Internet Computer, I'm joined by Norton Wang, ex-Definity employee and co-founder of The Cycle Dow. Now, I just realized I've been introducing this podcast without introducing myself for quite some time. I'm Arthur Falls, also ex-Definity, and Norton and I have been working together or at least collaborating on Cycle Dow for quite some time. Thanks for joining me, Norton. Happy to be here. Glad to finally have this chat. We can talk all things CycleDAO, Axon, IC Rocks, whatever. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, Norton, let's start with IC Rocks. This is something that is concrete. It's being really broadly used in the community. It's our primary source of information on what's going on on the internet computer. And then we can move into Axon and then wrap it up with a discussion of the vision for CycleDAO. Absolutely. How did you come about the idea for IC Rocks? So when the network first launched, there wasn't really much to look at. The IC repo, which is the replica source code, was open sourced. And I was looking through the code and I noticed that there was all of these NNS canisters. The NNS is this set of nine or so canisters that make up governance and the ledger and so on and so forth. And so I took a look at them and I noticed that they expose methods to read data in different data types. And so I figured, okay, I'm just going to go poke around, see what's in the registry canister, for example. And so I did that. I had to modify some of the base libraries. For example, there was no native protobuf support, so I had to add that myself. And then I was able to finally read from the registry. And so I discovered that the registry has network configurations, such as, you know, what nodes are part of what subnets, what the canister ranges for each subnets are. And then I realized, wait a second, it looks like canister IDs count up sequentially from zero for each subnet. So what I can do is just basically count from zero and check if that canister exists. And this way, I'm able to basically list all of the canisters for all of the subnets and build a directory of essentially all of the content that was available on the internet computer. And so that small experiment quickly grew into sort of a Etherscan-like platform. I mean, Etherscan is a place where you can go and basically look at the Ethereum blockchain and see everything that's on there. And they index all of these different data types in an easy-to-consume format. And so that was basically what I set out to do for IC Rocks. And so currently, you can go there and see all of the available canisters. You can interact with all of the canisters via Candid, via Protobuf. You can log in and do that too. I collect different data types like proposals, like Genesis neurons, and really IC Rocks is just this analytics and explore and database for everyone to use for the community to just see what's going on on the IC. Is there a greater goal for IC Rocks? Something that really captured my imagination in the early days of Ethereum was Roman Mandelau. He had a platform very similar to Etherscan, only he and his team would actually get open source code and publish it alongside the addresses that referred to smart contracts. And it could be used to directly validate that the content of that smart contract was the open source code itself. Is there some plan that you have to do something similar like that or enable similar functionality? Yeah, so that is one of the goals for an explorer like IC Rocks. The challenge with the internet computer is that because the compiled bytecode is WASM and because there are multiple languages, currently two major ones supported right now that compile to WebAssembly, 
it's a bit trickier to verify the exact hash of the source code. So you could potentially take the same source code, compile it with different compiler flags on different architectures at different times of the day, and you could get different output. And so what we need here is a replicated system that everybody runs. For example, this could be a Docker image where it contains all of the available binaries and libraries that you need to compile source code that then could be distributed out to different community members that they independently run and return the compiled bytecode. And so that has not been built out yet. There's quite a bit of bits and pieces that need to be built first for that to happen, but I'm sure it will happen at some point in the future. Just for the sake of filling in some of the blanks here, can you explain the significance of being able to do this? Let's say there's a new project out there and they want your money, right? They want your cycles, they want your ICP. And now how do you know that they're not going to steal your money? Well, right now on other platforms, you can just go and look at the source code. You can just check that the functions don't have a function that say, you steal my money. And so without having verified source code, you can't really check that there's no functions like that. So it just allows users to have a independent way to verify that the applications that they're using are in fact what they say they do. Moving on to Axon. Now Axon is, I'll just let you explain Axon because there's a whole lot more to it than just the ability to manage neurons and share access or share control of neurons. The name was inspired by the little cells in the brain where axons control neurons. So that's the inspiration. I originally built it as a tool for DAOs like CycleDAO to be able to control a neuron. So think of it like a Gnosis Safe, Gnosis Multisig for neurons. But in building that, it became clear that this is just the start of a bigger DAO framework. And so right now, in Axon, you can go and create, let's say, a 3 out of 5 Multisig Axon, send out the shares of the Axon. And then you have a DAO. You can go and change the policy. For example, if you wanted only two of the three to be able to create a proposal, you could do that. So what this means is you can have your own flexible, customizable governance metal layer on top of neurons. You don't actually have to use the neuron management functionality. For example, you could just use Axon to spin up a random DAO that has nothing to do with neurons. You could use Axon as a DAO framework, as a generic like uh, DAO factory, that sort of thing. There's many of these on Ethereum and other platforms. And Axon is simply a standard or a boilerplate that lets you do that. And Axon right now, it's still very early in its life cycle. So there's many directions that it could be built in. Neuron functionality, neuron management capabilities is something that I am working on right now. So for example, Genesis neurons, the seed round and the early contributor people, they don't really have great tooling to manage their neurons. And because of certain limitations of the NNS, it becomes quite difficult to do so. So Axon's UI is one attempt to sort of solve their problems. Automating of certain neuron actions, supporting complex neuron management workflows. For example, some people may have you know, a weekly spawn this neuron and then split it and then move it to this other neuron. And then, you know, if some condition is true, then disperse, otherwise don't disperse, that sort of thing. And that's sort of what I want to support with Axon. 
And then the other direction is to just extend all of the DAO functionalities, have more flexible policies, allow other people to just fork this Axon DAO code and then add their own extensions, add their own you know, governance modules on top. And yeah, just build out DAO capabilities on the IC. There are a few things I want to dig into a little bit here. When you talk about DAOs, is it possible for these DAOs to manage and control funds? So there is a current limitation right now where canisters cannot control ICP. And this limitation exists not because of technical reasons, but I guess for security reasons, I'm not 100% sure. So I'm hoping for this restriction to be lifted soon. After that happens, then yes, you could use the DAO functionality to manage ICP. Then once we have bridges built to platforms like Ethereum or Bitcoin, once those native tokens move over to IC, you could have Axon control those funds as well. You could have Axon control cycles or wrap cycles or other stable coins. Everything is possible. A little while ago, we put out that investor survey and received a whole bunch of feedback from investors, most of whom were a little bit cranky with the way the launch (laughs) had been handled, especially seed rounders who had been surprised by having their tokens locked up in neurons that they didn't have the ability to control themselves because the only interface available was a command line interface. I spoke to Definity about this and they said that they recognized the issue And we're building a graphic user interface for seed rounders to be able to access and control their neurons. We haven't seen that, but it seems like you've taken the initiative and actually provided the tooling that that cohort of investors needed. I mean, hats off to you. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that statement. I know it's not a question. But then I'd follow up with another question, and that is, do you think we're going to see the foundation focusing on developing the protocol and the community itself providing these tools that some people, justifiably or otherwise, might have expected the foundation to develop themselves? Yeah, the first part of that, I mean, I agree. I've had numerous people that participated in the seed rounds reach out to me and say, hey, I want to use Axon to manage my neurons. Hey, like, I don't want to touch the command line. I have all my neurons locked in cold storage and like, you know, how do I manage my neurons? And so, yes, Axon was created to address some of those pain points. Because of the limitations that I mentioned before, it's still a bit hard to do so. There's like a few extra steps that seed round neurons have to take in order to actually manage their neurons, but it's totally possible. Whereas before you had to run your DFX commands, you know, 49 times, you know, hack together a Python script or a Bash script to do all of that. Now you just go to axon.ooo, click a few buttons, and you're done. And the second part of that, I do believe that the foundation is choosing to let the community take on more of the end-user products, some of the uh, application-level products. And so like one great example of this is the internet identity was built for certain use cases, having different identities for each service to preserve user privacy. And that's great and all, but in Ethereum, we're used to having one identity to manage everything. You know, one account holds all my assets. I can use it to log into service A and service B, and then they automatically are able to talk to each other and know, you know, all of my different assets and see my transaction history. And with the separated IDs provided by internet identity, that's not really possible. 
And so one great solution we had coming from Fleek was the plug wallet. And so the plug wallet was designed in the style of MetaMask, one principle that just works everywhere. And so I personally am choosing to use the plug wallet everywhere just because that's what I'm used to. And I definitely think that we'll see more community-led efforts on these wallets and neuron management applications. What I find really cool about the situation that you just described is you can spin a narrative about a closed-off foundation that's not listening to the community, or you can see the scenario for what it is, which is an organization that has produced this platform that has a certain mindset about how it can be used, but that has opened it up to the rest of the community or you know, to the entire world to adapt and change in their image with certain restrictions, like you mentioned before, the inability for canisters to control ICP. But we can hopefully expect that to change. There is some flexibility built in there. It's funny, it's not the world that everyone wishes we lived in, but at the same time, it seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still a lot of things that we all wish we had, you know, some restrictions that we wish weren't there. At the end of the day, though, like it's meant to be an open platform where anyone can go in, use the NNS, create a proposal to change, you know, something somewhere. And theoretically, if the votes are there, it'll pass and the proposal will execute. And then that part of the system will just change just like that. On that subject, let's talk about CycleDAO. Now, this is something that you, Harrison, and I discussed for a bit, and then we made a website, and then I think I started branding my content CycleDAO. But we didn't have too much of an idea when we started out, but what we did have was the notion that there did need to be community organizations that could take a leadership and development role outside of just the Definity Foundation itself. With that kind of very (laughs) thin introduction, can you give the audience your general idea and ambitions for CycleDAO? So CycleDAO was started as a way to organize some of the early community efforts around building certain infrastructure and tooling and really just being a place for founders, investors, engineers to collaborate, to complain about the lack of tooling that was there. (laughs) And what we have today is a DAO-controlled neuron, which we intend to have as a follow target, as an alternative to neurons 27 and 28, that serves the needs of the community. Right. So we are builders, you know, we are founders, we are entrepreneurs. If there's proposals in the NNS that we feel like, you know, should be passed in order to give us a better platform to build on, you know, a healthier, more sustainable ecosystem, then we will vote that way. And we realize that most proposals that happen now on the NNS, they are part of an automated process. For example, the price change proposals every five minutes or the upgrading the subnet proposals. Many of those are just part of automated processes. We really can't verify all of those without setting up like a lot of infrastructure. And so in the short to medium term, we're just going to focus on the major proposals, the one that you know have actual impact. One example of that type of proposal in the past would be the Add my principal 
as a developer on this verified subnet. And now with the recent changes of uh, merging all the different types of subnets together, this is no longer the case. But this is just one example of something that we intend to research and voice our opinion on. The way that the governance system is kind of talked about is quite dubious, and that is that the community has made 17 or 15,000 <laughs> decisions, right? Whereas we know that this isn't really the case. The Definity Foundation is acting unilaterally at the moment. So how do we actually decentralize this? What can the community do to move away from this kind of hegemonic situation? So we just need more thought leaders, essentially. We need independent voices that do their own research on different proposals and act in their own best judgment. So one future that I envision is, let's say we have a DeFi cohort and they are acting in the interest of promoting DeFi on the IC. And so they would want to pass proposals that lower costs, right? Or that prohibits regulation of stable coins on the IC. You could have a different cohort, let's say a group of lawyers that simply want the system to be as compliant in as many jurisdictions as possible they could vote in a different direction than the DeFi collective. And so really, the ecosystem right now is a bit immature. We don't really have these different groups and cohorts with different interests. But I expect that if the IC does keep growing the way it is, then that will happen at some point or another. I expect these different groups to use tools such as Axon or other DAO tools to manage their own internal governance. Fantastic. Is there anything else we should touch on before we wrap up? I wanted to talk about the service nervous system, I think is what it's called. This is a concept that I first heard about from Dom on Twitter. And my understanding of the SNS is that it's a sister, I guess, of the NNS, where it integrates with the NNS. So there is some shared functionality, but it is more flexible. It allows application developers to spin up their own governance system and use the native proposals and voting system to govern their own applications. And this is similar to Axon in that, well, they're both governance systems. However, I would say that the SNS acts on a different layer. What that means is there are capabilities of the SNS that simply cannot happen within Axon. I know that with the NNS, it is theoretically possible to, let's say, remove or uninstall the code of a particular canister. And theoretically, you could also have the same capabilities with the SNS. Now, because Axon is on the application layer, it can't really do that, or it can't do that as efficiently as the SNS can do. I think the Axon and the SNS are compatible with each other. It'll be interesting to see what aspects of which governance layer people decide to use and to see how people combine different bits and pieces to really add their own functionality to their applications. With this ambiguity brought to light, what do you imagine the future for CycleDAO? (laughs) What is the future? I think that over time, we will see different cohorts and collectives spring up. 
I do think that any functional governance system will have groups of people acting in their own self-interest. I think that, you know, lobbyists and politicking will exist. I don't know how actively like CycleDAO is going to be a protocol politician or whatever they call it these days. But I do know that currently there is no other voice other than the Definitive Foundation and the Internet Computer Association, and that CycleDAO is filling a much needed role in the ecosystem. And I assume that it will continue to exist in that capability for the foreseeable future. Well, so I guess for the audience, the call to action is to head on over to cycledow.xyz and set your neurons to follow the neuron that's identified on that website. Yep, absolutely. And you can take a look at the link and I'll show you the axon that CycleDAO is using. You can see all of the stakeholders, all of the proposal decisions that were made by CycleDAO. And of course, you can create your own axon as well. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Norton. This has been extremely concise and illuminating, but we'll definitely have to jump back on a call and dive deeper into some of these subjects because we've moved over a large volume of material extremely quickly. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Arthur. No worries. Take it easy. The Internet Computer Weekly has a sister newsletter featuring news, project updates, interesting tidbits and reading that come up over the course of the week. Together they are part of a larger effort at ecosystem building we are calling the Cycle Dow. Visit cycledow.xyz to subscribe and learn more.